Well, it's great to have all of you back. For those of you that have been with us for these last three weeks, uh, I, I think I say this every series, but I think this has probably been one of my favorite series that we've done as we've been talking about the good life over these past few weeks. And uh, we're going to, to wrap this series up uh, today uh, as we continue to talk about what Scripture teaches us and tells us about what it means and what it is to experience and live uh, the good life. If you have your Bibles this morning, you can turn to uh, Genesis chapter 12. That's an easy one for you to find. First one, right there off the bat. You're all familiar with it. Genesis chapter 12. While you're turning there, I was thinking this week, was it, uh, what? what's the award show that was on last weekend uh oscars grammys what was it oscars yeah i say i don't pay much attention to it but uh, i was thinking you know with all the uh promotion of that and everybody talking about all the the movies and the winners and the losers and then wasn't there at the end someone thought they were a winner but they were a loser you know and it was all this confusion that 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 took place there i just love it when people do that because it's like you know even they can mess up and so it makes me feel a lot better because i mess up every week and so uh but, but anyway, I, I know a lot of you love to go to the movies. Uh, I see it on social media a lot. You know, you went to a movie and it was awesome. Or, you know, you went to a movie, don't waste your money, you know, and all that. And so I, I know a lot of you are moviegoers. Uh, how, how many of you are big movie people? You would say you're, you're movie fans. Would, I'm not going to embarrass you. I just was curious how many of you were like Lynette. Because I'm not really a big, Lynette's a big movie person. I'm not really a big movie person. Uh, it's like a total waste of my time uh, to me, in my opinion. That's kind of how I feel about it. Lynette says, well, for you to sit and watch golf for four hours is a waste of time. But I, I disagree with that. But uh, anyway, Lynette loves movies, but I, I'm not big on it. I do like movies that are true. All right, I can watch a movie that's based off uh, something that's true. Hidden Figures, I just recently saw that movie. Incredible movie uh, based off a true story. I love sports movies because... I like to watch sports, and so uh, I love sports movies. Uh, but a lot of people uh, go to the movie, and I believe a, a lot of what we get out of watching movies is it kind of reaffirms uh, what we think, uh, it kind of reaffirms how we feel that the good life would be, right? I, I mean, in, in so many movies, it, it, it kind of, you know, we get this glimpse of, of, of what the, the perfect life or, or the good life might be like. I, I mean, think about it. Uh, uh, I did go see uh, one of the Avenger movies, right? And so I thought, you know, how cool would that be? I, 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 I would like to be an Avenger. That would be awesome, right? To be an Avenger? I mean, come on. It would be, that would be the good life if I was an Avenger. Uh, some, some of you enjoy watching romance movies. Lynette's got a favorite one that she has made me sit through and I'll never get that time back. Uh, uh, but, uh, 
You know, some of you like romance movies because they paint these, you know, amazing pictures of what a beautiful romance and a romantic relationship looks like and, and, and could be like. And, and, and you know, we, we watch that and we think, man, if, if I just had that in my life, you know, if I just had that romance or, or that guy or that girl, you know, in my life, then, then life would be good. Or, or movies that, that a lot of times will tell a story of someone going from like uh, rags to riches or from a nobody to, to famous, you know. And, and so you, you think, you know, if that were my story, how awesome that would be. And, and, and you know, that would be the good life if that was my life. And, and then the movie's over, right? And, and you walk out of the theater back to your life, <laughs> right? And, and you, you get to the parking lot and your car battery's dead and you're not an Avenger, so you can't just fly home, right? <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, it happens. Or, or you get home from that romantic movie and the person that, that's laying on your couch is far from being that glamorous romantic hunk that you've been watching on the big screen for two hours. <clears throat> There's no rags to riches, right? It seems like you're pretty much just stuck with rags. And then there's a pile of them in the laundry room that needs to be washed, right? And that's your life. That's our life. That's, that's normal life. And so as great as movies can be, uh, you know, they give us this false impression of what the good life is. And so what we've been doing over these past few weeks is, is that we have been learning what it means to experience the good life that God intended for us to live. We've been talking about uh, what it means to experience the good life with God in the little things each and every day. Even when things may not be glamorous, even things when may be, uh, they may be far from perfect even when it doesn't have a Hollywood ending, right? And so uh, kind of the theme of what we've been talking about every single week up until today is this. The good life isn't something that just happens to you, right? The good life isn't just around the corner. The good life uh, isn't that next pay raise. The good life isn't that next date. The good life isn't something that's just going to happen to you. What we've been learning is the good life is something that happens in you and through you in your relationship with God. It's something that happens in us and through us as we travel on this journey with God. And that's the good life. And that's what we've been talking about. And if you've missed any of the last three weeks, I just want to encourage you to go to our website and catch up or order the DVDs from the Welcome Center. One of the most powerful ways that I believe, and this is what we're going to be talking about today, one of the most powerful ways that I believe that you and I can experience the good life is that we would learn to receive God's blessings, that we would just learn to receive the blessings that God has provided us and then share those blessings with other people. 
receive those blessings and share those blessings with other people in whatever way we can uh, in our life. And so we're going to see a powerful example of this today in Genesis chapter 12. This is going to be as deep as I can go deep, but it's going to be rich and it's going to be so good. You may at times be feel tempted to yawn, but just stick with me because this is some solid, solid stuff that God has for us this morning. Genesis chapter 12 is where we're going to start. And then we're going to jump to the New Testament uh, just a little bit later over in the book of Galatians. And I want to pick it up at verse 1 and just tell you right now, a lot of scholars will say that Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 3 of the Old Testament kind of lays the entire framework for the whole Bible. It gives us a, a glimpse of what, what the Bible is all really about in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And a lot of scholars say these three verses kind of frame uh, the, the entire intent of God's Word and the Bible and the Gospel. And so we're going to pick it up in, in verse 1. And so God comes to Abram, whose name later is changed to Abraham. And he makes, them this, makes Abraham this promise, okay? So, so the Bible says this, Genesis 12, 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Okay? So Abram is currently living in the land of Ur. All right, there's no nation of Israel right now. For those of you uh, that have, have studied the Old Testament, you know at this point right here, there's no Israel, there's no people of Israel, there's no promised land. This is all before uh, that. And God comes to Abraham and says, I want you to go to the land that I'm going to show you that will ultimately become Israel. All right, the nation of Israel. Look at what he says in verse 2. He says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. That sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't that sound awesome? All right. I don't even know how to put this in a way that it won't offend you, but you sound like the 830 service right now. And that is not acceptable. The 830 service people have an excuse, all right? They're not awake. You've had plenty of time to be awake. I mean, if God comes and tells you, I'm going to bless you and make you famous, is that not awesome? Huh? Would that not be incredible? So God comes to Abraham and he says, here's the deal. I'm going to make you into a great nation and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you famous, right? Now, a lot of people want that. A lot of people want that, but they want to stop right there. They want to stop right there in their journey with God. They want to stop right there in the Scripture, right? They're like, God, I want you to bless me. God, I want you to bless my family. I need you to work in my life. God, I want you to make me famous, <laughs> Right? And, and I think all of us probably here today at some point in time have considered that we would like to be famous people. I mean, eventually, and y'all should know this now, I'm going to be president of the United States. All right? So, you know, we all have these dreams. We all have these visions in our head. And I will never be president of the United States. Um, 
But I mean, we all from time to time have thought about, you know, what could I do? What would it take to, to be famous? I, I mean, how many of you watch American Idol or The Voice? Got any voice people in here? Have you been watching it? They have some incredible people on there this season. I'm absolutely loving it. But why do they want to win The Voice? Because they want to be famous, right? They want to be known. They, they, they want to, to, to be successful and, and famous. And this is our culture. People say what? I want to make a name for who? I want to make a name for myself. I'm going to work hard so that I can make a, a name for myself. And God comes to Abraham and he says, I'm actually going to do it. I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to bless you and... I'm going to make you famous. But don't miss this. All right, don't miss this. What's the point? Why is he blessing him? Why is he going to make him famous? Well, you got to read the rest. You got to read the rest of the sentence. You can't just get the first half and not get the second half. He says, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you famous and I'm going to make you great. And he says, and you will be a blessing to who? others that's the point that's the point god does not bless you for your sake all right he blesses you for the sake of others he blesses you for the sake of others we we're quick to pray god bless me you know god god just blessed me god bless my family you know give me that raise give me that promotion give me more power give me more money give me more stuff Give me more romance. <laughs> you know, God bless me. Pour it on. You know, lay it, lay it out there. I want you to bless me. But God doesn't bless you just so that you can walk around and say, I'm blessed. Right? And we do that, don't we? How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, and, and so, listen, he blesses you for the sake of others. And that's what he does for Abraham. And he says, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. All the families on earth, Abraham, will be blessed because I have blessed you. All right? So God wants to move in our lives. And we'll see as we go into the New Testament... This isn't just a promise to Abraham in the Old Testament, all right? This isn't just an Old Testament story about Abraham, but it's something that you and I can share in today as people of faith, as followers of Jesus Christ. God wants to bless us. He wants to work in our hearts. He wants to work in our lives. But he doesn't want to just do it for our sake, but for the sake of others. We can't miss that. It's not just for our sake, but for the sake of others. And when we understand that, when we understand that we're blessed to be a blessing, that's where the good life is found, folks. When we understand that we're blessed to be a blessing, that's when you're going to experience the good life, when we, we get that. So the first principle from Genesis chapter 12 is this. We need to understand this about the good life. We need to realize that God wants to bless us. Understand, God wants to bless you. 
All right? And we just need to start right there. We need to realize and understand that he wants to bless us. Because here's the deal. Some people have this image of God that all he wants to do is punish us. Right? That's some people's view of God. That's some people's image that they have of God. But the Bible is so clear. The Bible is so clear that God is not like some cosmic police officer that's hiding behind a bush somewhere or behind a billboard somewhere just waiting to catch us mess up, right? Just waiting to catch us doing something wrong so that he can make us pay, right? The Bible is so clear that God is not like that. That's not who our God is. God at his core loves his children dearly. He loves us dearly, and he wants to bless his kids in and through our relationship with him. Think about it. Parents, how much do you love your kids, right? And we want nothing but the best for our children. We want our children to be blessed. We want our children to experience nothing but good. We would never wish harm on our kids. We would never wish bad on our kids, right? We want them to have better than what we had. Because we just want good for them. Our Father in heaven loves us more than we love our own children. He doesn't want us to pay. He he doesn't want us to to have, you know, bad done to us. He wants to bless us. He loves us as his kids. And and that word bless that that we talk about, and we we use it so much, right, and and, and use it in so many ways. Uh, Like this morning, I was, church was just about to start, the 830 service, and I was walking across the platform, and and I sneezed, and and, uh, somebody in the the audience said, bless you, you know, and I'm like, man, that that was perfect timing, uh, because I'm going to be talking about being blessed this morning, but you know, uh, that... Someone sneezed and we says, bless you. Do we really think about what we're saying when we say that? And, and some of you, some people, if they sneeze and you don't say bless you, they get offended. All right? And I don't even understand that. But we're Americans and we get offended about everything. So, okay, go ahead and get offended if you sneeze and I don't say bless you. But, but it's kind of tricky because you really don't know when to say bless you sometimes. Because some of you are one sneezers, Right? And so, you know, you, it do, how long do you wait after the first sneeze, you know, to say bless you? And, and some of you, like me, most of the time I'm a two-sneezer. And so, you know, there's kind of a sneeze and then, you know, another sneeze. And if you say bless you after the second sneeze, does that cover the first sneeze? You know, it's, kind of, it's really kind of stressful, isn't it? And then we got some people like Carolyn that sneezed 20 times right in a row like a machine gun. Just da 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 And you can't get a bless you in there at all. I mean, it just don't work, and you don't know when to say it, and it just stresses me out. But Lynette sneezes like that sometimes. She got it from her mama. She can't help it. But they'll start sneezing. They sneeze and sneeze and, and, and sneeze. And after about the fifth time, I'm not blessing her. I'm annoyed, right? I'm annoyed. Uh, and, and I don't say bless you. I say go get a Kleenex, right? Uh, I'm not blessing that. That's ridiculous. But anyway, you know, and here in the South, we say bless you a lot, don't we? Or, or bless your heart, right? Some, somebody this morning said, I've never had someone tell me bless your heart. And I'm like, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> We've been saying it about you for a long time. Uh, 
But, but you know, we do, we say, we say, bless your heart. That's not a good thing when you hear that, all right? Just so you know, if you're not from the South, uh, we're, not, we're not speaking kind words to you when we say bless your heart. Because we say, we say bless your heart, but what we mean is you ain't got a clue, right? You, you, you need some extra grace and some extra help. But, but anyway, in, in the Bible, let, let me get back to the Bible. Um, when God says, I'm going to bless Abraham... When he tells Abraham, I'm going to bless you, what does he mean by that? Well, that word bless, it really has a a really deep and and rich meaning to it. Uh, But I just want to kind of boil it down to this this morning. Being blessed is having divine favor. Okay? To be blessed means that we have received divine favor. It's having divine favor in your life. It's having God work in you and through you and having his favor on your life. That's a blessing. And and that word bless sometimes is translated in, in some Bible translations and sometimes in the English language. That word bless is translated as the word happiness. But it actually means so much more than just to be happy. Or to be content. But, but don't miss this either. Because if you have God's divine favor on you. And in your life. You will have a certain level of joy. And contentment. So, so don't get me wrong about that. But his blessing on us. Is his divine favor. On and in our lives. And he wants to do that in you. He wants to bless you. He wants his divine favor to be on you and in you. Now let's skip over to Galatians chapter 3 in the New Testament. And here in Galatians chapter 3 in verse 8, what Paul's doing in verse 8 is he's basically summarizing... And laying this exact same framework that we just read about in Genesis chapter 12. The first three verses. And so Paul is referencing and referring back to Genesis 12, 1 through 3. And then in verse 9, here's what Paul says in Galatians 3 verse 9. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same what? The same blessing, don't miss this, that Abraham received because of his faith. This is huge right here. God blessed Abraham and told Abraham, I'm going to do these these incredible things through you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And through you, I'm going to bless all the families of the earth. And when he tells Abraham this, what did Abraham do? The Bible says that Abraham responded in faith, right? He responded with faith. He actually believed that what God was telling him was true. He actually believed when God said, I'm going to make you great, that God was going to make him great. 
He actually believed when, when God said, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do a, a great work through you and you're going to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Abraham believed what God said and took him for his word. And ultimately, it was because of Abraham's faith that we have the lineage of Jesus. Do, do you see the connection between the blessing that Abraham received and how he was a blessing to all the families of the rest of the earth? Because, oh, by the way, because of Abraham's faith, here comes Jesus who came to save all the sins of the world. Every single person had that available to them because of Abraham's faith that he had in Genesis 12. And, and, and then we, we go through the New Testament and we read this incredible story of Jesus and, and how Jesus got here because of the faith of, of Abraham years and years ago. And then we get to the book of Galatians. And it says, listen, don't miss this. If you are a follower of Jesus, when we place our faith in God, just like Abraham did, right? When, when we place our faith in Him through Christ... We are participating in the exact same thing that Abraham was a part of. When we place our faith in God the way that Abraham placed his faith in God, then we're a part of that, right? What's the blessing? The blessing is this, that by faith in Jesus Christ, you can be like Abraham and have God's divine favor on your life. And I'm telling you, that's the good life. That's the good life. But we've been talking about for the last few weeks, sometimes experiencing the good life and stepping toward the good life that God has for us and intends for us, it's kind of scary right? What did God say to Abraham? He said, leave your country. Abraham, leave your country. Leave your people. Leave your relatives and go to the land that I will show you, right? And, and, and we're often at places in our life where we want God to just show up and give us the whole plan, right? I mean, don't, don't we like to have the plan? Don't we like to know, you know, what God's doing? God, if you could just tell me who to date, you know? God, is, is this the right one? Is this not the right one? God, who, you know, who should I marry? Where should I work? Where should I move? You know, that, that, that'd be awesome, God, if you just kind of let me in on the plan and let me know what's going to happen. And I bet in this moment, I don't bet, I'm a preacher, all right? I would say in this moment, I say that a lot, and I'm going to quit wiping my nose with my hand and start using my handkerchief, um, April. But I bet in this moment, <laughs> you just have to be in our marriage group to understand. Uh, but don't you know, as God is speaking to Abraham here, Abraham would have liked to have a little more information here, don't you think? I mean, God, couldn't you at least tell me where I'm going? You know, couldn't you at least tell me which direction we're going to head? And God's like, mm, you're going to go to the land. I'll show you. You're going to go to the land that I'll show you later, right? In other words, Abraham, you're on a need-to-know basis right now. 
Listen, listen, don't miss this. This is why it's called a faith journey. You don't know. You don't know. And so we call it a a faith journey. And you're just going to have to take the next step and see where it goes. Right? You're just going to have to take it a step at a time and follow your Father in faith. Trusting Him that He wants good for your life. Some of you are at a place right now in your life where you wish God would just tell you the plan. (laughs) Right? Just give me the plan, God. Do I stay? Do I move? Do I apply for that job? Do I not apply for that job? You know, what do I do, God? Bring some, bring some clarity into my life. And folks, some of you know, sometimes God just doesn't give us clarity. Right? Sometimes we just don't get clarity from God. But he gives you something even better than clarity. He gives you the journey. He gives you a journey of faith, trusting that dad's going to keep me from harm and he's going to protect me and he wants me to have better than I could ever dreamed or imagined. And so he gives us something better than a plan. He gives us something better than a, a, a forecast. He gives us the journey with him. God doesn't bring clarity to Abraham's life. He just says, follow me with faith. (laughs) Follow me with faith. And the greatest gift you're going to get out of this whole thing is a relationship with me, a journey with me, and I'm going to be walking with you. That's the greatest thing that you'll receive in all of this is the journey, a journey of faith. And we need to realize that as we walk in faith today, he'll reveal more to us. It's on a need-to-know basis, and he'll let you know when you need to know. We need to understand that as we continue our journey with him. It's a journey of faith, and that can be scary. That can be very scary sometimes, but listen. Sometimes it's not so important as to where you're going as to who you're following. It's not really that important where you're going, but it's extremely important who you're following and who you're going with. Abraham wasn't sure where he was going, was he? Some of you right now feel like you're in Abraham's shoes or Abraham's sandals. And you know what I know about you if you feel like you're in Abraham's shoes right now? It's stressing you out. It's stressing you out. But listen, sometimes you don't know where you're going. But as long as you know who you're following, can I just tell you? It's going to be all right. You're going to be just fine. Abraham knew who he was walking with. Abraham knew who was going to accompany him on this journey. And he had faith in his dad. He had faith in his father. God says, Abraham, think about it. Leave your country. 
Leave your people, leave your family, and go to the land that I'll show you. And Abraham had to overcome his fears. He had to take a step of faith, right? Because our faith is knowing this. You know what? I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know where I'll end up tomorrow, what the destination will be tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds tomorrow. And the greatest blessing, and I believe maybe this will clear up a lot of confusion and maybe even some frustration, but this is so important. The greatest blessing that God wants to bless us with, it isn't fame. It isn't money. It isn't, you know, stuff. The greatest blessing that God wants to bless us with is a relationship and a journey with Him. That is the greatest blessing. That's the good life. To walk with Him. Journey with Him. Think about it. What's the greatest promise of heaven? You know, it it isn't seeing friends and relatives that have gone before us, even though that's going to be amazing, isn't it? That's going to be incredible to see our our friends and loved ones that have, have beat us there. You know, it's not having any more pain, even though that will be incredible. You know, I can hardly wait for a day my back don't hurt. You know, so that, that'll be amazing. It isn't streets of gold, even though we can't fathom or imagine what that would be like. That You know, that, that will be amazing. But the greatest promise of heaven is that God himself, God, will be there. That's the greatest promise of heaven. And we will be able to relate to him at a whole different level that we've not ever been able to be able to before. And so God is inviting all of us, including Abraham, on a faith journey, right? He's inviting all of us. And the reason I think he doesn't often give us the whole plan or, or, or the picture is because he wants us to learn to trust him on the journey. He doesn't tell us what's going to happen in advance so that we will trust him more and and not depend on ourselves or trust ourselves. And you know what? Sometimes it looks like God don't know what he's doing. Anybody ever said, God, what are you doing? (laughs) Huh? My life has been full of God. What are you doing? You've lost your mind, right? This is absolutely crazy what we're going through or what... We're feeling led to or called to. God, what are you doing? But it's when it looks like God doesn't know what he's doing that in faith we grab a hold of him and say, I'm going with you wherever it is. (laughs) I'm going to trust you. My faith is in you. And wherever I'm going, it's going to be with you. And wherever you're going, I'm going with you. Because I'm afraid to walk along in the dark. (laughs) And so I'm going with my dad. And even when it looks like it's crazy, I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Listen, listen closely. Because some of you here this morning, I know you don't have much clarity in your life right now. You don't have uh, much uh, clarity in in what's happening or what's going on. and, And you're really struggling. And so this morning, I just want you to be encouraged. 
I, I want to be an encourager to you. And, and, and maybe this morning you're like, you know what? I, I don't even know what to do. Listen, Proverbs says, God will direct your steps. You don't know what to do? God will direct your steps. Maybe you'd say that I'm too tired. He says in Matthew chapter 11, I'll give you rest. He'll give you rest. Maybe you say, you know what? I can't forgive myself. God says in Romans, I'll forgive you. You say, I'm not smart enough. God says, I'll give you wisdom. You say, I'm not able. God says, I am able. You say, I don't have enough. God says, I'll supply all you need. (laughs) I've got it all. You say, nobody cares. God says, I will never leave you. You say, it's impossible. God says, all things are possible. (laughs) Y'all clapping like y'all watching a golf thing. Y'all can do better than that. That deserves a clap. Go ahead. Listen, he wants to move and he wants to work in your life. He does. And today, some of us just need to understand that. We just need to realize that. And I want to close with this because this is so important. He wants to bless you so that you will be a blessing to others. Okay? Listen, that's the blessed life right there. The blessed life is a good life, and it's receiving a blessing and then being a blessing to others. And there may be some of you that are here today that have been through something that was really bad. I've talked to people before that were close to death, and they had an experience, and for whatever reason, God spared them, and they didn't die. And people, and maybe you're here today, and you say, you don't even know why you're here. You know, God, why me? People all the time will, will ask me, you know, God, why did God take them and leave me here? Why would he take them and, and leave me? And I don't want to pretend to be God uh, today, but here's what I know, all right? If you're breathing today, God wants to work through you. If you're breathing today, God wants to use you and your experiences, whatever they may have been, Whatever your experiences may have been, God wants to use that in you and through you to encourage other people and to be a blessing to them. He wants you to take the blessings that you've been given and be a blessing to someone else, right? And, And so if you're alive today, there's more work for you to do. If your heart is beating today, there are more people for you to bless and more people for you to encourage with your story. In fact, let's look at what the Bible says uh, about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4 because the Bible says it a whole lot better than I could ever say it. It's talking about God, and it says this. He comforts us in all our troubles. Amen? <laughs> wow, that is awesome, right? God will comfort us in all of our troubles. But look at this. So that... We can comfort others. Why does God walk, through, walk with us through our valleys? Why does he comfort us in our troubles? So that we can comfort others. Don't miss that. All right? When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. And there's so much about life that I don't understand. And you know what? The older I get, 
And the more that I see people go through crises and, and tragedies in their life, honestly, I feel like I, I, I understand less and less. But here's what I do understand and believe with all my heart. That God wants to use us, period. He wants to use us. And, and, and for those, you know, after those hard and those difficult and extremely painful experiences... He wants to use us to bring hope and encouragement to people who are going through something similar and going through painful experiences as well. And some of you have some experiences that you can only relate to those people that are having those same kinds of experiences. And I hope that none of you here today ever have to bury a child as a parent. That is just so wrong and so horrible for a parent to have to give up a child and to bury them. But here's what I know. If you go through that, God will walk with you through it. He will walk with you through it. And God will use you to bring encouragement to others if you'll let him. If you'll let him to bring encouragement that no one else can right? To someone who has lost a child as well. No one can do that like you can. You have a whole different level of compassion, a whole different level of understanding because of the road that you've already walked. And so you can be a blessing. This morning, I tell you, after the, the first service, and I, we had talked about this this morning. A, a family came up to me and was sharing with me about a situation that we've been aware of for some time. But they've got a child that's in prison. I can't imagine what they've been through. And I've seen the hurt and the pain and the heartache that they've had. But with a smile on their face, they talked about how God was blessing them and blessing their family and how God has used this experience not only to draw them to Christ and draw them to the church, but since their child has been incarcerated, he's come to know Christ. And he's part of a Bible study group that from time to time... He leads now. And they talked about how God had blessed them. And see that what a huge encouragement they can be to other families that are facing similar circumstances as they are. But to hear a story like that and say, we're blessed. Our child is in prison. But we're blessed. And we just want to be a blessing. Wow. So many people in our church have had a doctor walk in and say it's cancer. And statistics show that a lot of us at some point or time will probably hear those words. One of these days they'll probably walk in and say, Steve, here it is. And I pray that if they do, that I don't waste that cancer. That I don't waste 
that opportunity. And I hope that I am able to learn in that process, whatever it may be, God, let me use this. Let me use this to be an encouragement to someone else that's fighting too. He wants us to be a blessing to others. And some of you, you, you know, you may be here today and you may have had kids that have, have gone totally off track. And it's not necessarily because of anything you did or didn't do. I mean, I, this morning I shared, I said, you know, I've seen some really great parents have some hellions for kids. I mean, and I've seen some really horrible parents that had great kids. And so, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. But maybe for whatever reason, your kids have given you a lot of heartache. Listen, you're in a position, if you will let God use you, to bring comfort and encouragement to someone else that's hurting right now. To someone else who's got that going on in their life right now and they just need someone to come along beside them on their journey and be a blessing to them and encourage them. So God wants to bless you. Even some of the hardest experiences that we go through, if we allow Him... He can use those to bless us and to bless others. He wants to bless you to be a blessing. But the question is this. Will you allow him to do that? Will you allow him to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others? Because listen, if you want the good life, that's it. That's the good life right there. And I know people personally who have a lot of money. They've had a lot of success according to the world's standards. They got a lot of stuff. But they're miserable because they never have fully understood what the good life is. God has blessed us so that we'll be a blessing to others. The good life is realizing that God wants to bless us so that we are a blessing. And when you choose to take the blessings that God's given you in your life, whether they're big or small, we talked about it last week, some get five talents, some get one, regardless. We take that and be grateful for it and then leverage that, right, to be a blessing to others. That's where joy will come from in your life and in your family. The good life is not something that happens to you. The good life is something that happens in you and through you in your relationship, in your journey with God. Maybe this morning you're here today and maybe over the course of the last few weeks God's just really been speaking to your heart. and You feel like God's kind of tapping on your shoulder. He's been calling you to take a step of faith. Maybe he's been calling you to come home to him. And the greatest blessing, listen to me now, the greatest blessing that he wants to give you or me in our lives is a relationship with him. This is the greatest blessing, to know him, to be called his child. 
This is the greatest blessing. And you can experience that through faith. Same faith that Abraham had. You can experience that. And when we place our faith in Christ, we read it to early, earlier, we experience the same thing. We're part of the same journey. We're, we're part of the same plan that God carried out through Abraham, that God carried out through Jesus. God wants to carry out through us and into eternity. We become a part of that when we place our faith in Him. He wants to bless you to be a blessing to others. The Bible tells us that when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, Scripture says this, you will be saved. But saved from what? It's not popular to really talk about in church anymore. But what are we saved from when he saves us? We're saved from judgment. We're saved from uh, the judgment of God. We're saved from our sins. We're saved from our failures. We're saved from our mistakes. We're saved from our past. (laughs) And, And we're saved to a new life. We're saved to a new beginning. God's Spirit coming in us and working in us and through us and He dwells in us. And that's something that Scripture says we receive by faith. A faith journey that we begin by taking that first step. And if you're here today and you'd like to place your faith and your trust in Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity today. I just feel like it's the perfect day to give you that opportunity because it's only in Him that you'll ever have the good life. It's only in a relationship with God that you can ever experience the good life that we've been talking about this morning. And so if that's you here today, I just want to lead you in a prayer. I just want to lead you in a simple prayer. So would everyone bow your heads and and close your eyes this morning? Christians pray. But if you like to become a Christian today, You can start this faith journey that we've been talking about by praying this prayer in faith today. Pray, dear God, I thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus into this world. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. Forgive me for my sins and give me the gift of eternal life. Help me to face the challenges that I'm up against. God, I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name, I pray this. Now with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's your prayer today and your commitment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand high into the air and look up and make eye contact with me right now to say before God and to me that you're going to follow God in your life today. Would you just raise your hand right now? If you prayed that prayer, I see that hand. Any others?
Any others? Our God is so good. God, I'm so thankful for each person that reached out to you today. And I pray that you would show up in their life in a powerful way as they stand up to walk out of here today and in the days ahead. God, I just want to thank you for blessing us with Jesus Christ. God, it's my prayer that we would all receive that blessing and that we would walk in it and we would grow in it. Thank you for the incredible blessing that you've given us. Salvation. What an incredible blessing. And now as as we leave here today, I pray that you would continually remind us of your plan. And although we don't know where it leads or where it may end up, we know that your plan is to bless us so that we can be a blessing to others. And so, God, I pray that you would find us faithful in that, that we wouldn't just stop in the middle of the verse and say, God, we'll take the blessings, but, God, we'll graciously receive the blessings and then be a blessing to others. I pray that you'd find us obedient in that as we leave here today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, God's Word says to repent and be baptized. And I would love to talk with you about the decision that you've made today and that prayer that you prayed and talk to you about your next step in baptism. Or maybe you've prayed the prayer before and just never been baptized. I'd love to talk with you and pray with you about that. I hope you have a blessed day. God blessed you to be a blessing. Remember that as you go out. Love you. Hello, my name is Defeat. I know you recognize me. Just when you think you can win, I'll drag you right back down again till you've lost all belief.